0: As the regular school year draws to a close, I start dreaming about trips to the beach or camping in the woods or stargazing. Those activities always seem to lead to reconnection and rejuvenation. Relaxation and recreation help me tap into my creative side. I know this is true whenever I go to a concert or visit an art museum. Inevitably, my best ideas arrive when I'm away from my desk, immersed in someone else's artistic creations. I learned a long time ago to always carry a spiral notebook with me whenever I'm out so I can capture those ideas. At its core, writing is a mental activity, so brain health and well-being are essential to creating our best work. Our brains need opportunities to renew and repair, and this is an area of personal concern for me, so I thought I would share what I've learned. Today, I will give you seven tips that will help you transform your writing through renewing your mind. Hey, Writing Pursuits authors, welcome back to the podcast. To those of you who are new, I want to extend a special welcome. My name is Katrice McKee, and I'm glad you're here. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. Today, we're going to cover seven tips that will help you transform your writing through renewing your mind. I am preaching to myself, but I think you will find something you can use. Tip one, take regular breaks. I love using the Pomodoro technique. Your work session lasts for 25 minutes, followed by a five-minute break. After several work sessions, it's best to rest for a longer time. If you are new to Pomodoro's, and I'm going to make like pomodoros is a real word. Try working for 15 minutes with five-minute breaks. It's important to have a timer and the determination to focus during work time. But it's even more important to honor the breaks. Your brain needs the breaks. During the work time, bear down, focus, resist the urge to do anything else, strive to be productive, and when the break comes, get up, stretch, walk, I'll walk around, play with a dog, close your eyes, rest. There is no other technique that seems to work as well for me to actually get work done. And if I really hate a task, I remind myself that I could do almost anything for 15 minutes. Once momentum sets in, it's hard to stop. Usually 15 minutes is enough to overcome the resistance that Stephen Pressfield wrote about in The War of Art. Resistance with a capital R. That's a fascinating book that I recommend. Tip two. Journal, I know, I know, the last thing you need is another thing to do, right? But make an exception for journaling. Since I started journaling every single day, first thing in the morning, I can honestly report an explosion of insights and fresh ideas. For me, handwriting, my daily entries is best. There's a real connection between the physical act of writing and my innermost thoughts for capturing ideas that have been simmering in the background. I experience sudden realizations, but of course, they aren't sudden, are they? After all, my subconscious has been considering all sorts of input, and when I sit down to journal with no particular agenda, I discover what I've been thinking about as I write. Usually, ideas or realizations seem to pop out fully formed. And sometimes I catch a glimpse of a different idea, and that's okay too. All I want to do is bring it into the light to be more mindful and observant as I go forward. I write to know what I think. That truly applies to me. As with Pomodoros, the limits for journaling are important. At least for me, journaling needs limits so that I will stay in the habit. But I don't time my journaling. Instead, I limit myself to one page per day and two on Saturdays. My pages are only five and a half by eight, roughly enough space for 28 short lines. If it seems strange for a writer to impose a space limit, then maybe this doesn't apply to you. But I find that I'm eager to write Because I know the space is limited. Usually I reflect on the day before and write about the day ahead or a project I want to do or a project I'm actively working on or something important to me or my family. And sometimes I look back over the entries and find the bigger picture. So try journaling to recharge your writing. If nothing else, journaling is a great warm-up exercise. Tip three, follow the sun to get enough sleep. Get up when the sun gets up and go to bed when the sun goes to bed. If you live near the poles where the days are impossibly long for part of the year and impossibly short for the other part, employ lights to help your circadian rhythm. Sleep is when your brain is maintained, when toxins and proteins that form plaque are removed. If you want to learn more about this process, Google glymphatic system. You will be amazed. We squander our sleeping hours taxing our brains to the breaking point don't this is too important circadian rhythms are tied to light and darkness we are only now discovering how profoundly our mental and physical health are tied to getting enough deep sleep walk every day if you are able getting in your steps will help you sleep at night get outside every day and make sure to get a minimum of 15 minutes of sunshine to reset your body's clock before bedtime get away from your phone your TV, and your computer, and let your brain know that it's almost time to sleep. Power down the devices, dim the lights, and create a soothing routine for yourself. Writing Pursuits is run by Kathrice McKee, who has been trusted by fiction authors since 2014 to take their writing to a new level of excellence. Kathrice is a three-story method certified editor who specializes in story diagnostics, coaching, and line editing to help you prepare your story for the journey ahead. For more information, go to writingpursuits.com. The link is in the show notes. And now, back to the podcast. Tip 4. One more naggy tip about diet and then we'll get to the fun stuff. Take care of your machine by avoiding sugar, too much alcohol, most seed oils and processed foods. The foods we eat are the strongest medicine we take. Some foods are good medicine and some foods are bad medicine. During the pandemic, I Cut a lot of corners and put on some weight and my numbers like blood pressure and blood sugar went in the wrong direction. I am preaching to myself, but since I started making better food choices, I am seeing many positive results, including a healthier weight, better sleep, and better productivity. Sugar has literally nothing good to offer your body, but many people are addicted to it. Get rid of sugary foods and foods with added sugar for 30 days and just see the difference in your health. In fact, go on a sweets fast, including artificial sweeteners. A sweets fast will not hurt you, although you may have a few days of withdrawal, but your sugar cravings will eventually go away. Seed oils are on my hit list too. So these days I only use extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil. I mentioned processed foods. As much as possible, I avoid foods that come in a box and choose fresh foods instead. Just taking that step will help you avoid eating a lot of added sugars and cheap seed oils. Don't trust your health to the commercial food industry. They're in it for the profits. Need I say more? Your gut is often called the second brain because of its influence on overall health. What you eat directly impacts your gut health and your brain health. This is a topic most people don't want to deal with. But writers, you depend entirely on your brain to produce good content. Don't think you can cheat forever. So you're doing your pomodoros, taking breaks, journaling every morning, sleeping through the night, and minding what you eat. Ah, Let's do some fun stuff to renew our minds and transform our writing. Tip five, read extensively and read for enjoyment. These days, I have more trouble settling down to read for pleasure, but I am fighting to reclaim my ability to focus on books and articles. Surfing through social media content has been shown to impact our ability to focus. So limit your exposure and read books instead. I choose fiction for its fun factor, and I try to read outside the genres I write in. Tip six, schedule time for human interaction. Ooh, I'm an introvert too, but join a writing community, attend workshops and conferences, volunteer, and make time to meet with friends and family to nurture relationships. These times away from your desk will enrich and inspire you and help transform your writing. Besides, the best material for characterization comes from people watching, am I right? Tip seven, Be a dedicated, lifelong learner. Set aside time to learn new skills, new games, and to master a non-writing craft. If you've always wanted to learn Spanish or how to play the guitar or how to knit, sew, or crochet, now's your chance. Find creative outlets like music, art, or dancing. These activities seem unrelated to writing, but they nurture your brain and widen your horizons. Nothing in life is wasted. It is all food for thought. When you are at work work. When you are at play, play. Be mindful and live in the moment and watch your writing bloom. The question of the week is, how do you refresh and renew your mind? Leave your answer at writingpursuits.com forward slash podcast forward slash 58. That's all I have for today. Until next time, keep writing, my friends. Rest, relax, renew your mind and then keep writing. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will sign up for the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes and keep writing, my friends. Keep writing.